Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Hello, everybody. Hello, ho, ho. Merry Christmas to everyone out there. It's December 25th. It's a Monday, but isn't it the greatest Monday of the year? The Christmas Monday. Hope everyone's doing well. Your boy Dave Neal here. Stand-up comic, power recapper, power Merry Christmas giver. Happy holidays to all of you out there. And look, chances are you got a busy workload for you today, making your Christmas hams and whatever the hell you do on your celebration day here. But for those that maybe are stuck in traffic or, I don't know, divorced and don't see the kids till tomorrow, whatever the case may be, I'm here for you for the next 25 or so minutes. All right, folks, I have a couple bachelor stories we'll get to. Then I'll share some uh, hearty Christmas traditions that some of you posted here on Dave Neal's community on Facebook. So much to get into, but I didn't want to leave you hanging today, folks. Wanted to give you a little Christmas wish. I'll share with you um, one of my favorite Christmas memories with my now growing both physically and metaphorically family as this is actually the most laid back Christmas I've had, I think ever. My wife and I, uh, as, as you may know, I'm recording this Christmas Eve. I, I know some of you guys think I wake up at 4 a.m. on Christmas morning for these episodes, but no, I record them usually the night before. I won't have two episodes today. This will be the only episode for the day. No morning, afternoon, or evening, afternoon. Just one old rush hour for you, baby. But yeah, this, this Christmas year, you know, we're moving in a few weeks, so we're not going to travel to see any family and we didn't want to buy each other Christmas presents. It's like we're buying each other a house. You know what I mean? Who needs Christmas presents now? We're going to need toilet paper and Costco runs and there's going to be a, a kitchen table. We got, you know, we're going to have to buy things we haven't had to buy before, like a garden hose. I mean, come on, it's going to be a lot of work. So we are really making this more of a spiritual uh, holiday than anything materialistic. But you know, hey, some people, their love language is receiving gifts and that's fine too. We actually went for a hike today in Pasadena. I'm going to be making a little vlog out of it. It was so beautiful. As you know, you might not have known, but we got a lot of rain the last few uh, days of this week here in Los Angeles. So abs, whenever it rains, go on a hike the next day. Absolutely beautiful. The green moss is growing. There was a little river with a waterfall. And there's a special hike. We we kind of call it our little affirmation hike. And it's uh, it's become a very special place for my wife and I. For the first time about three years ago when we did the hike, I was um, actually, it was during COVID, I was unemployed and I just left my side job. I didn't like, you know, all that jazz. A lot of, uh, you know, the pandemic was people kind of being replaced and uh, reprioritizing their life and all that jazz. Well, we had this sort of like, I call it an energy vortex, this real positive moment on this hike we were on as we're walking, you know, doing that thing that you need to do sometimes, which if you're ever feeling bummed out or feeling like you're in a rut, go for a walk, get out of your space, put your phone dead down go smell the roses as it were, right? Well, we went on this hike and there was just something about the way we could uh, like kind of look over the whole city of angels. It was so beautiful and magical. And we just kind of had this sort of affirmation, like we're ready for more, we're, we're ready for bigger steps. And little did I know that right around the corner was a full-fledged career doing all of this. It's opened up so many 
dreams of mine uh, to become reality, including becoming a first-time home buyer and so so much so much other stuff. Maybe on New Year's Eve, I'll share some more of all of these kind of big vision things we've got going on. But just feel really blessed to be able to take the time out to talk to all of you out there and have this one-on-one connection that we have. I, I, I don't take it lightly. I am not, uh, unlike some of the Bachelor alumni who go on some silly dating show and they're kind of gifted a million followers, not one of my audience member was gifted to me. I had to earn you. And I got to keep you. And I plan on doing that through good old fashioned hard work and charm. Right, folks? Either way. So we went on that hike three years ago and it was it was cool. You know, it was good. And all of a sudden I'm like, wow, you know, is there something special about this hike? No, not really. I don't think so. I think it's just a a little sort of a spiritual journey we go on where we need to set new affirmations and, and say what we're grateful for and really open to receive. That's what it's all about. It's about being open to receive, open to receive opportunity, keeping our head on a swivel so we can think of all the good things that are around us. Spoiler, Christmas isn't always about the physical gifts. It's about the gift of health. It's about the gift of friendship and family. And for me, having this platform that kind of connects all of these silly folks who understand my humor and want to join us for some weird moments, this is so like, it's so special to me to have all of this. So the gifts I can open, you could give me this and give me that. The real gift is the chance to be able to do this every day. Well, we went back on the hike uh, about a year ago. Maybe no, honestly, maybe about nine nine months ago. We went back to that same hike, and uh, it was the first time that Tasha told me she had seen a psychic. She went to a friend's birthday party, and they hired a psychic. And she said, "The psychic said by the end of this year, you're going to be pregnant with a boy." I shit you not. That's what the psychic said. And sure enough, uh, at least this time, the psychic was right, and we are v- very lucky to be about halfway through the pregnancy. And even though our baby boy isn't here opening gifts or understanding what Christmas is all about, we're really, really enjoying this quiet, quiet Christmas before all hell breaks loose. And one way to deal with all hell breaking loose might be to get a microdose gummy. That's our sponsor for this week and so many weeks to come. Microdose is, um, you know, you've probably heard of it before. It's not just about kind of getting high. It's about feeling relaxed. It's about calming the nerves. Uh, If you're stressed out or or tired, or it just gives you that just right feeling when your body and mind are really at peace. Uh, after a workout or a nice long shower, that's when you feel really relaxed. Also have a microdose. See how, you know, make you feel even better. It helps you get in the zone and with microdosing you can help get into that zone happier and maybe even stay there longer, which is always nice. So I, I mean, I use it mainly to relieve my chronic neck pain, but also, you know, for anxiety or whatever other feelings you might have around the family this year, the anxiety can give it to you. So pop an edible next time you're hanging out with some friends and microdose. That's all you need to do. Well, we're going to have this, uh, sponsor with us all of next year. So get used to it. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code rush hour to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Again, that's microdose.com code rush hour, microdose.com code rush hour for 30% off. All right. Well, I've got a few clips for you here today. And um, one of which is from our good pal, Jason Tartik. Let's go over to see what Jason had to say. He calls it a little reminder for those not living that hallmark life this holiday season. He said, "How to av- someone asked him a question, how to avoid feeling so lonely and not enough as the token single friend family member at the age of 30. Here's his response. You gotta stop comparing yourself to others. 
almost all my friends are married with kids. My life is different than theirs. My chapters are different. My growth is different. The things that have happened are different. You can't compare any of that. Doesn't mean one's more successful than the other. Be better than you were yesterday. Grow as a person in ways that you didn't last year. Find out what's next for you. Don't dwell on what you don't have. Look at what you do have. In this scenario, you're 30 years old and you're single. You've got life in the palm of your hand that you can do anything with. There's only one priority. When you're 30 and single, you. Go live it up no matter what position you are. Focus on your growth and not comparing yourself to others because it is a tunnel that will only lead to negativity, depression, and disaster. Yeah, there it is. What great advice from Jason Tartik, which of course I'm sure he's got to remind himself there after coming off of heartbreak following his engagement ending to Caitlin Bristow. You know, to compare is despair. I'm guilty of it I, all the time. I have to rem remind myself, you know, the law of attraction is a real thing. You get what you put out there. It's returned to you. It's all a big mirror. So if you are looking at why other people have things and you don't and feeling these negative energies of bitterness, you're going to get more bitterness. But when you express love and expand that love and really give others that love, you're going to receive that love. And uh, the best way to do that, I think, is to just work on yourself and be the best version of yourself every day. And over time, you're going to see, I think, chemical changes, real spiritual changes happen happening to be the better version of yourself because we all have uh, we all have us on a spectrum right we have our worst days to our best straight days and you know it's important we put good food into our bodies or else we're gonna feel cranky and lethargic and tired and all these different things so it's important that we do every little thing we can to be the best version of ourselves and that's just not the right food we put into our body but it's also the right messages we tell our body and our brain so good to see Jason there picking up the slack. All right. I got a super A-list celebrity caught with very bad uh, camouflage, I should say. That story's coming up next. It's a wig uh, that someone was wearing uh, to go Christmas shopping, and it didn't work. We'll have that right after the break. That's right. Paris Hilton wigs out over Christmas shopping. Fatal flaw with a disguise. Paris Hilton went in disguise as she shopped up a storm in Beverly Hills. But with all due respect, it's ridiculous. Yeah, she... <laughs> She's got like this black uh, wig on with some sort of sort of a Cuban dictator hat. I don't know how to describe it. Paris covered her signature long block black blonde locks with a black wig, which might have done the trick as she went on the hunt for Christmas shops, Christmas presents for her growing family. Thing is, she was shopping with her hubby Carter, who had no disguise at all. True enough, Carter's not really famous on his own, but she is, and everyone knows they're together. If Carter's shopping with a pretty brunette, that's a whole different story so either way uh i mean i guess i guess it worked no one was following them around except for the tmz photographer and they seem to be everywhere all right well i've got patrick mahomes here we're uh, talking football uh he's talking about taylor swift and what it's been like to have her be a part of the kansas city chiefs kingdom now that she's dating his star tight end travis kelsey here's the full clip new interview with kansas city chiefs superstar patrick mahomes now I asked his team, asked him about how his team is handling a certain high-profile romance that's created a lot of buzz. Check it out. 
Travis is in a unique situation because everybody else is talking about who he's talking to. Yeah. Um, so did you guys address the elephant in the room in the beginning or, or was it something that you guys just stayed away from? Um, I think As it, a locker room, yeah, what you guys like? At, at first, I felt like everybody kind of stayed away. Just let him do, do what he was doing. And, uh, and then he started bringing Taylor around and he realized how cool of a person she was. Um, and she is, and so for us, I mean, there was a couple of jokes here and there at the beginning, but now it's just, I mean, she's just part of Chiefs Kingdom now, and yeah. she's part of the team, and uh, it's cool that she's embraced Brittany, and they've built a uh, friendship as well, and yeah, so cool. for, for me, it's just, it's Travis, man, and he's lucky enough to be with a great girl and a great woman, mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's been cool to kind of interact with her and see, because she's top tier at her profession, and mm -hmm. see how she drives, and, and she becomes that. Um, it, dude, it's, it's, it's really cool to hear about and to see, and, yeah. um, and now I have a firsthand look at that uh, through Brittany and Travis's eyes, and so uh, it, it is really cool, and I'm glad that she's the person that she is, yeah. um, and that's why I think her and Travis match so well. I think I think Patrick approves. <laughs> I, I heard something really. Uh, all right, so that's interesting here. I mean, it's not every day your uh, football uh, teammate brings in a pop star like Taylor Swift there, and of course Taylor Swift's larger than life. But it's just so funny that she could uh, bestow her grace and uh, pop star idleness onto a football team. You know, this would this is almost like a Hallmark movie. Really, it's like oh, pop star decides to go down a peg to an American football football player you know either way uh wonder what they're doing uh for christmas no clue hey you want to hear my uh one of my favorite christmas stories i'm going to share this with you guys it was actually from before my wife and i started dating so we were friends for a couple of years but you know kind of kind of casually knew each other and um you know like knew each other went hiking but you know like uh, went to similar events but clearly you know it, it just it had never crossed that threshold well Something certainly had changed the fall of about 10 years ago when we did start to hang out on longer terms. We started going on hikes by our, like just together, and then we'd get coffee after and not want it to end. It was a very interesting time. I was like, I think this girl's into me, you know? Well, we, um, this is this is this is what I knew my uh, my holiday season was now uh, leaving singledom. We went to we. I was like, you know what? We should. And again, this is not something you do with someone who's just friends with you, you know. But I was like, we should um, make uh, like gingerbread cookies or you know whatever kind of cookies we were making. And I was like, and we'll go get hot chocolate and peppermint schnapps. We'll go get you know peppermint schnapps from the store. You mix it with hot chocolate. It's a ton of fun. And she's like, oh, that sounds like fun. Whatever, great, you know. And I was like, oh yeah here we go. This is the start of it, folks. So we go to the store and we are listening to Coast FM, which is like, you know, some radio station that uh, hijacks all the Christmas music during that time of year, right? Well, they uh, they were like taking requests like, oh, call in and we'll play your, you know, story or whatever. And I told Tosh and I was like, I know how to get a song played on the radio. You need to have a sentimental story. And she's like, oh yeah, no way. And I was like, I'm going to do it. So I called Coast FM. And sure enough, they put me through to the radio. This is a 100% true story. Someone, if anyone works at Coast FM, maybe you could dig up this clip. I have it somewhere. Uh, so I call Coast FM and they're like, who do you want to dedicate the song to? And I said, I'd like to dedicate this song to my pregnant girlfriend. And then at that point, Tasha hits me. She's like, what are you doing? Well, you know, she's in the background. We're literally in the grocery store as I'm talking to them. And they're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. What song would you like to dedicate? And I said, I'd like to dedicate Dominic the Donkey. And, you know, I don't know if you guys know the song Dominic the Donkey, but it's a fantastic, I believe, Italian song. Uh, it's Dominic the Donkey. 
anyway, I'll play it for you guys if you uh, behave. So sure enough, they were like, this is fantastic. Hold on a second. And, you know, I was talking to the producer and they're like, all right, we're going to put you live onto the radio. And then sure enough, they put me onto the radio and they're like, just, they're like, just say the same thing over. And they were like, who do you want to dedicate this song to? And I said, well, I'd love to dedicate it to my pregnant girlfriend. And they, and, and this is what they said. They said, well, we loved, we loved your story so much. We wanted to make you a special offer. We wanted to make you our diamond reward diamond ring winner. And, and at that point, I'm completely shocked because I didn't call the radio station to win anything. And it's sort of fraudulent at this point. I mean, little did I know I was just 10 years ahead of ahead of the time. I mean, now I'm with my pregnant wife celebrating Christmas, but at the time I was just kind of into this girl and I was like, let's just uh, tell a white lie to get on air. And so they, they go, you're, you're the diamond reward winner. And I was like, okay, fine, cool, whatever. And then we, you know, we had a fun time laughing that night and it was a fun story to share with people. Well, we ended up not dating yet, like right away. It just wasn't really kind of working out. Um, you know, I think I went home to visit family after Christmas and, I, I told her, I said, uh, here's the gift card. Like they basically gave me like a gift receipt or whatever. And, um, and I, I like, I was like, I'm not going to go buy myself a diamond, whatever. So I gave it to her and I said, all right, you get yourself something. And sure enough, she got herself her, uh, a little diamond ring. Now it was a small diamond. Who knows what it was worth? Uh, probably, probably 250 or 500 bucks. Uh, uh, but either way, when she got the diamond ring, I was like, oh man, is this girl into me? She bought a diamond, because she could have gotten diamond earrings, you know? And I thought it was very interesting. And I was like, all right, I don't know, whatever. And it and it turns out um, when I came back from uh, the trip that I was at to go home, uh, as I think you probably heard this story before, but as I came back, I turned my phone off airplane mode and I was going to take like the public bus back to my, you know, place I was living in the, in the Valley. I didn't really have a big plan. I definitely didn't have a budget. Uh, Uber wasn't really like officially, I mean, Uber existed, but it was like expensive. I wasn't going to do that. So I turned my phone off airplane mode on the tarmac and it's a text message from Tasha saying, Hey, I'm near the airport. Let me pick you up. I was like, what? And as dumb as I was, cause I am dumb as dumb as I was. Uh, and they, and at this point it was just after Christmas, uh, she had picked up the diamond ring, which again, obviously wasn't going to be used as an engagement ring by me. I was just happy that, you know, they were going to give it away to somebody. I was like, all right, might as well go get it. Uh, but either way, after, um, she picked me up, we ended up meeting one of her friends and it, it turned out it was kind of like an audition in a way. It was like, it was like, uh, I, I knew, I knew very quickly. Uh, we were like meeting, uh, uh, Tasha's best friend, Cherub, who ended up being her, you know, the, you know, we didn't do a uh, bridesmaid or brides or we didn't do um maid of honors or a uh, best man at my wedding we just kind of had uh selected friends to speak and and anyway cherub ended up being the one who spoke about me in the night that they met that we met which was january 17th uh, i know that because that was the day that i arrived so either way long story not exactly short, but long story, I immediately knew in that moment that Tasha was like vetting me through her friends. And I guess I got the go ahead because starting in that moment, we have been together ever, ever since. So that's how I went from pretty, pretty single in my late 20s to now 10 years later with a baby on the way. And Tasha is my diamond rewards, diamond ring winner. And we might not have known it exactly at the time, but I believe Coast FM knew when they played Dominic the Donkey that we were onto something. How about this? Why don't we go right now? I'm going to pull this up right now as I talk to you. It wasn't part of the plan, but I'm going to pull up Dominic the Donkey and you guys can hear the amazing Christmas song because if you have never heard it before, I'm telling you, it's a good one. Have a listen. 
Santa's got a little friend, his name is Dominic The cutest little donkey, you'll never see him kick When Santa visits his paisans with Dominic, he'll be Because the reindeer cannot climb the hills of Italy Hey, jingity jing, it's Dominic the donkey Jingity jing, the Italian Christmas donkey La 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 Bells around his feet and presents on the sled. Hey, look at the mayor's derby on top of Dominic's head. A pair of shoes for Louie and a dress for Josephine. The label on the inside says they're made in Brooklyn. Hey, jingity jing, it's Dominic the donkey. Jingity jing, the Italian Christmas donkey. La la la, la 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 la. la. La 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 dee da. All right, I'll play more of that at the end. I don't want to burn through Dominic all the way right now. But I did want to let you guys know if you need any new holiday traditions on Dave Neal's community uh, page here on Facebook, I've got a uh, a post up where I ask people to share their favorite Christmas traditions with me. So if you want some new Christmas traditions, go to Dave Neal's community on Facebook. It's a free community. I'm going to share a fun tradition that I read from one of our audience members right after this quick commercial break. So the tradition I always shared was that on Christmas Eve, we would go to my stepdad's mom's house, my step-grandmother. I never had any grandparents. My grandfather's still alive, but he's kind of a recluse. And I never really had a uh, sort of a grandparent I could call mine, you know? And when my mom uh, remarried and uh, to my amazing stepdad, we got a chance to have that with his mom before she passed away uh, several years ago. And one of the traditions we did was we would read like a Christmas Bible verse on Christmas Eve with all the family that kind of got together that comes from different parts of town. It was in Wellesley, Mass. So it'd be like an hour and a half drive from Rhode Island. And after we read the uh, Christmas carols, we would all kind of walk around. uh, Excuse me. After we read the Bible verse, we would sing Christmas carols. And then after that, we would all walk around and just greet everybody with a Merry Christmas. And it was, you know, it was very kind of hokey and formal. It'd be like stiff handshakes, Merry Christmas. Maybe you'd hug each other. But it became a lot of fun and it became very reliable. And in hindsight, knowing what I know now about dopamine, it was this fun moment where just the anticipation of that tradition provided the dopamine, that feel-good boost, because we knew it was going to be fun and something you only did once a year. And that's what I love about a good Christmas tradition. So, um, Actually, uh, one of our audience members, when I asked uh, Denise Wilkie, who, by the way, uh, has been uh, our, our, our main philanthropy chair, she's the one who oh, basically does all of the organizing of all of the teacher's wish lists and then the single mom's wish list. She's really um, just been a pivotal cornerstone to our community. And 
I think it's fitting to share her tradition that she shared with us. So we'll get to that in a second. But I want to give her and everyone else in our community a special shout out. I know she lost a family member recently and also got laid off. And I know the Christmas times can be tough for a lot of people because, you know, it's just, it's a time where you remember sometimes better Christmases or in the past when you had certain family members with you. And it can be very tough uh, to the point to just to share a really sort of bummer story. Uh, yesterday, I found out a comedian I knew in uh, the stand-up community here actually um, uh, took his life. And it usually, at least in the comedy community, every year, there's one, two, or three comics I know that this happens to. A lot of comics are struggling. You know, it's a very lonely gig for a lot of people. They travel the country alone, and there's a lot of highs and lows and dark moments. And God knows what could have happened to lead to that moment of despair. But for anyone who's out there, specifically why I didn't want to leave uh, y'all without an episode today that I do want I do got I do want everyone out there to know we do have a community here. The uh, the people that are supportive on the Facebook page and they have a Discord and they're 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 truly one of a kind people. I don't know what I ever did to deserve some of these audience members, but I do want to thank them and you specifically all from the bottom of my heart. Denise said, "I've never had a Christmas Eve in my 47 years that my dad hasn't read The Night Before Christmas in the birth of Jesus story from Luke 2 in the Bible. As we lost him three weeks ago, this will be the first year that my brother reads them. Denise, you know, uh, 47 wonderful years, it sounds like, that you had your dad reading that. Absolutely amazing. And I know your brother's going to do it uh, uh, justice. And, you know, it's interesting um, because... I, I've got uh, The Night Before Christmas here, and I'm trying to think, sorry, I'm stalling, if I've played this last year, I'm not sure, but I got some Christmas music I'll throw on in the background, and I thought I would uh, take a shot at reading A Visit from St. Nicholas by Clement Clark Moore. You guys ready? Let's give it a shot. <clears throat> Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When out of the lawn there rose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave a luster of midday to objects below, when what to my wondering eyes did appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment he must be Saint Nick. More rapid than eagles, his coursers, they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop, the coursers, they flew with the sleighs full of toys and St. Nicholas, too. And then in a twinkling, I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. 
As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, all his clo- and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry, his cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke had encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk. And laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod up the chimney, he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim, ere he drove out of sight, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me for this very special Christmas episode. I'm not done just yet. I got one more quick song I wanted to play for you here, and then we'll leave you with some Dominic the Donkey. This song is for all of your quasi-friends out there. This isn't for your family. This is for the acquaintance you may know. You may wish them a Merry Christmas. This is from John La Joie Comedy. Have a listen. You're the dude from high school I see at the gym. Or a friend of a friend or a second cousin You're a co-worker I sometimes eat lunch with You're one of my many acquaintances You know Christmas is about spending time with friends and family But just because you're not in one of those two categories Doesn't mean that I won't still do something special for you Cause Christmas is about giving So here's what I'll do I'm gonna send you a Christmas text Christmas text, Christmas text I'm gonna send you a Christmas text gonna send you a Christmas text. I'm gonna type Merry Christmas exclamation point and then press send. Ladies and gentlemen, that's John LaJoie Comedy. You can go check out the full thing on TikTok at John LaJoie Comedy if you would like. But without further ado, as promised, I'm gonna end this very beautiful special Christmas episode with a dedication to my wife and the mom of my soon-to-be-born baby boy. The song that started it all and finishing us off today. Again, it's Dominic the Donkey. Have a fantastic day, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow with Bachelor Rush Hour. When Santa Nicola comes to town and brings a chuchadilla, hey, jingity jing, it's Dominic the donkey, jingity jing, the Italian Christmas donkey, la 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 la.
enjoyed this episode please leave a five-star review on apple podcasts and if you didn't don't join the free facebook group dave neal's community got cash become a premium member at patreon.com slash dave neal link in the description below and don't forget to follow dave on instagram at d neals for upcoming stand-up shows see you tomorrow on the rush Come <laughs> on.